1: This happened to me. Somebody comes up to me, huge red flag, huge burning, bright red. And, you know, one guy said to me, he's like, Drea, I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to be in a relationship. All I hear is a challenge. Hello, everyone. I am Drea Renee, and this is Open Late Podcast. This is our first episode, and I am so excited to be doing this with you guys. I'll be honest. I was a little nervous, I'm a little nervous, but we're gonna do this. It's gonna be amazing and it's gonna be fun. I think this is gonna be also just really therapeutic just to kind of dive into some of these things I've been wanting to talk about for a really long time. So thank you for joining in. Thank you for hanging out and coming along on this journey with me. I again wanna shout out to Jessica S. Fundiari for creating this amazing platform. Thank you so much, Jess. And thank you for trusting me with this amazing place. And welcome to all the new people that do not know me. I am Dre Renee, and for our first episode, we're just going to be diving into a little bit about my backstory and my journey with love dependency. I guess we'll just first start by talking about my childhood, really. In my opinion, I feel that's where we kind of lay the foundation for all of these things that kind of come out later in our lives and show up in our relationships. And for as long as I can remember, I was always obsessed and enamored by love and romance and seeing two people together and watching them really make it work. I was always fascinated by that. And, and to be honest, I still am. I still get goosebumps and get completely consumed when I see two people really making a relationship work. For instance, Jessica and Pasha, actually, when I first saw them together, I was just like, wow, how do they do it? You know, it's so hard being on this planet anyway, just living life as life comes at you. And when you can find your person, I think it's such a beautiful thing, but it becomes a problem when it goes into the area of that's all you think about and that starts to control you in a way. So, taking it back a little bit, watching my parents together, they did not have the best relationship. And so, I think I wanted to make sure I did and kind of do things that were not the same as my parents did and really focus on finding that person. When I was seven years old. My parents divorced and it was really, really hard because my parents had me young and I know that my parents did the best that they could, but as you're growing up and your parents are doing the best they can, it is creating these little seeds that get planted in your brain about how you should navigate relationships, about how you should show up to a man or show up to a woman or, you know, all these things. And what I learned, unfortunately, from an early age was that love is hard. You have to struggle. You really have to struggle to get some good love. And it it can't be easy. Right? Like, love cannot be easy. It has to be rough and hard and all those things. And, you know, these seeds get planted and they get watered as you grow up. And then you, as of course, start to seek those relationships in your adult relationships. And that's exactly what I did. And even though I had this energy of wanting this fairy tale romantic thing, I think you're always drawn to what feels familiar, even if it's not good. I actually saw a meme and it said, if someone feels like home, run. (laughs) I think that's so funny Um, because I didn't really think about that. Then I thought to myself, well, okay, that kind of makes sense. So this is creating the journey for me on to love dependency. And what I learned, as I said before, was that love is difficult. You have to work for it. And you know, my dad would make plans with me, didn't show up you know they there were definitely some things going on with him and my mother but for us as children we didn't know all the ins and outs of these things so we just saw that our, my dad didn't show up so this is again creating these pathways of how men are are showing up in my life and as i got older i started to realize that i was recreating this exact pattern i had a really healthy relationship when i was towards the end of high school but i wasn't in a place to really appreciate it and then my next boyfriend. Oh my God. Wow. It's like, he was like, oh, you want me to help you create all of your childhood trauma? I am here for you. And I think what's important here is you know, giving myself some grace, right? I think that's important. And, and especially understanding at that age, at 21, 22, you know, you're not exactly aware of what's, what's really going on. You're just not. You know, I just saw this cute guy who was a drug dealer. I found out later, guys. I was just like, why are these people coming to his dorm? He has so many friends. But I you know quickly learned and but I stayed but I stayed I stayed in this situation because it was hard and there were just crumbs that were I thought going to create a whole pie and it never did. You know, I always got crumbs of the pie and I would work so hard to try and make these relationships work. And I remember thinking this is the beginning. This is the beginning of something's not right. I would journal it. Cause I do think even if you're in the midst of the insanity and, and the craziness of a relationship, that's really not working for you, but you can't seem to let it go. I do think that you get little signs, you get little signs of things, right? You get little signs. And that to me is, are like these little like universe God shots where it's like, you know, Hey, get out of there, get out of there, go do something else. But sometimes You just cannot let go even when you really, really want to. And I think for me, that was the first sign that, okay, maybe I have some dependency addiction issues here. I also struggled in some other areas and I've been sober for 15 years. So no alcohol, no drugs. And then for me, once that area of my life cleared up, the love dependency really, the love dependency laser really took off because at the end of the day, when you're dealing with this issue, it really isn't about the person or the thing, the drug, the drink, the, it's, you're, you're trying to fill something. So for me, it goes back to childhood of trying to fill this gap-sized hole that I wanted my father to fill that he did not fill. And then I started seeking it in other people. Wow, this is so vulnerable, but we're doing it. We're doing it. We're putting it out there. It's out there. It's a lot. It's a lot to process. And I think when you're on the journey of really trying to understand what's wrong with you and 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 I would journal that all the time. I was like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? why 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 is this happening? Why do I keep picking these these guys? you know? And even when you do understand the wiring and 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 how it it, it all is making sense. It it isn't easy to walk away. It is not easy to walk away. Somebody could come up to you. And this, this happened to me. Somebody comes up to me, huge red flag, huge, burning, bright red. And you know, one guy said to me, he's like, Drea, I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to be in a relationship. All I hear is a challenge. I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's get it. You know? So in my mind at the time, I just hear a challenge and It makes sense with my childhood of love has to be hard. It has to be a struggle. You have to work for it. So God forbid somebody shows up to me available, you know, At the time, and then I, I really had no idea what to do with that kind of person. So all these things are going on. I am dating and just, you know, there's small little things creeping up where I have an awareness, but I'm just not really ready to do anything about it. And then I had my one relationship that lasted for five years, five years toxic relationship. This is now, I think I'm now at this point maybe three or four years into my sobriety from all other things. And now the love dependency is really taking its, really taking its place. And, you know, I remember sitting on my floor and I was like, wow. And you would think that maybe it would maybe feel the same. Like, oh, you put one thing down, you picked another thing up, but it really is a journey. So if this is you and you feel like you relate to this, please, like you're not alone. You're really not alone because This happens to a lot of people, and a lot of times people don't really understand what is going on. So we're going to get into that as well of what love dependency, relationship dependency really is. We're going to break it down. So my moment for me, my moment was when I was driving late at night, I was crying hysterically. I had to be at work the next day. I had no sleep. I hadn't spoken to my friends or my family. All I wanted to do is get this guy to do what I wanted him to do, which was call me back, come see me, you know, whatever the thing is, text me back, whatever. And I thought to myself, I was like, wow, this is really taking over my life. And you know, one would have called me at the time crazy. And I hate that Word crazy. I hate that word crazy because, yes, there are things that can be crazy in behavior. But when you are suffering from love dependency in a way that's taken over your life, I mean, unless you've been there, you really do not understand what it's like to be in that place. And we're going to introduce her to the first episode. We're going to introduce her to the first episode. I was going to wait, but I think we're going to introduce her. So I call that personality when I'm in that space, I call her Agnes. And when Agnes comes out, It's just like, forget it. I mean, there really isn't anything that anyone can do. And that is how dependency works. It doesn't matter who's in your way. It doesn't matter what anybody says. You're going to go do whatever you need to do to get that text, to get that person to see you, to get them to respond. That is what's going to be the thing. And when that fire is in you, it's like, watch out. So let's get into it. Let's get into what is love dependency? What is relationship dependency, love addiction? What is all of this and what is it characterized by? So for me, love addiction, love dependency is characterized by excessive and compulsive reliance on relationships for emotional support and validation. When you are in a relationship and you feel that Everything is about this person. Everything is surrounded by this person. Everything that you do is catered to them and you need them to call you back. You need them to text you back. You need them to show up at your house. You really got to start looking at, okay, this may be out of control. Are you missing work? Are you missing moments with your friends? Now, look, there is that space when you first start seeing someone that you feel excited and there's the heat of the moment and, and there's all that passion and that's fine but there is a different place that pops up there's a zone and if you know the zone and you feel the zone, or maybe you don't recognize the zone you may be thinking to yourself oh my god what is this this is what i'm talking about this is where that love dependency really really comes in that and also me wanting to create this relationship that I didn't see with my parents I just fell in love with this idea of love and I still am in love with that idea of love but it's it's more healthy now I've I've done the work I've done the programs to kind of get a grip on what makes sense what doesn't make sense and it's not perfect it's never going to be perfect to me it's all about managing and kind of knowing hey This does not feel right to me. This does feel good to me. So again, some signs of love dependency include obsession with relationships, constantly thinking about or seeking romantic relationships and feeling incomplete without one. So there was a time in my life when I was dating and I was online dating. And honestly, it was at a point where I was so over dating. I just wanted a person there. And I know some people that listen to this can relate to that. It's like, you don't even care. You know, you're just like, I want to take someone to the barbecue. And that kind of was what it was at a certain point. There were like weddings, barbecue things, pool days. And I was so tired of everyone being like, are you coming by yourself? Are you coming alone? And I was like, yeah, I'm coming alone. And I would just feel so depressed watching all the couples at at these different events, and I'm just there by myself eating more chips and drinking more ginger ale because, you know, I don't drink alcohol. And it was awful. It was awful. And so I I was like, I'm going to date with intention. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And I put all of my effort into dating, but I ended up just saying yes to some people and not really taking the time to get to know them because I wanted a person there. And I, too, was really seeking out romantic connection without really thinking about the consequences of what that would be like for myself. And and that was really, really unfortunate.
0: The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what Hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com.
1: So another sign of feeling like you're in this love dependency state would be a persistent need for validation from others to feel worthy and lovable. So I needed that guy to call me back. I needed him to tell me I was pretty. I needed him to text me back right away. You know, I needed all these things because I did not feel worth it. And in a sense, you know, it's like if you don't feel worth it, you're going to go towards things to reinforce your beliefs about yourself. That's really what that's about, right? So if you have low self-esteem and someone's building you up, making you feel good, that's not going to be an alignment with how you actually feel about yourself. So you're gonna wait for this person to tell you that you're worth it, that you're lovable. And when they don't do these things, you're going to feel terrible. Another sign is fear of being alone. Now, I still struggle with this one sometimes, I'm not gonna lie. like, I do not necessarily always like being alone. This is something I'm working on. I've definitely leaned into it more, but I get anxious. I get anxious and I don't always know what to do with myself but an intense fear of being single or of not being in a relationship. Now, I definitely have stayed in some relationships longer than I should have because I did not want to be alone. I didn't want to get off work and come home to an empty house. I didn't want the weekends to come and go to the farmer's market by myself. But at the end of the day, and I used to hate hearing this. Oh my God, I used to hate hearing people say, oh, you got to be by yourself to be in a relationship. I'd be like, fuck off. Okay, I don't want to hear it but some of it's true. Some of it's really true. You have to find a space where you can be by yourself alone before you get into a relationship. Because if you don't work that out, which I've been forced to work that out, proud to say, leaning into the space, being alone, loving it. Uh, Okay. That's not true. I'm not loving it, but I'm leaning into it. (laughs) I'm leaning into it. And you know, I think that if you can tackle that, you're just going to be able to show up more successful in a relationship. Because if you're putting all that pressure on the person, it's just, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. And until you're on the other side of it, if somebody's bringing their Agnes to you, then you're, you're thinking to yourself, whoa, 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 this is too much. Now, this is a big one. And I feel for me personally, this is one that I struggled with the most, neglecting self-care. When I had work, I had an audition, I had to be with my friends, I had to be with family, I had to eat, I had to do anything. If it was in the way of my relationship or me getting to that person, I did not do it. I did not do it. All things went to the back end. I didn't care. And again, I want to make another note. Some of these things happen in the beginning. Some of these things happen in the beginning naturally because you're excited and you're getting to know them and and all the things, but they eventually balance out. It's when they don't balance out that you really need to look at what is going on here. Why am I pouring all of this into this person? And they maybe are not, probably not pouring it back into you because when you show up to a person ready to just give it all and do it all nine times out of 10, they're not matching that energy. They're not matching that energy. They may, if they're healthy, probably going to pull back, which makes you pull forward, which makes you pull forward. And people can sense and and smell when that energy is really strong like that. I've experienced that, but neglecting self-care is, is a major, major, major flag that you are suffering from love dependency. Because if you were just constantly neglecting yourself, you know, I remember one time I had something planned for months, 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 months. And this guy that I was seeing wanted to take me out of town. It was a girlfriend's birthday dinner and maybe not that big of a deal, but you know, some of my girlfriends, birthday dinners are a big deal. We'd had this planned, this whole big thing. And I did not care. This is one of my closest friends. I did not care. I was like, I'm going. I'm going to go be with him. That's it. Like done, you know, and it's unfortunate that it feels that way. And I remember feeling so guilty because I also suffer from people pleasing. So it's like, I remember feeling so guilty, but you know, the draw to be with the person is the most important thing. And and that's it. That's it. You know, some people say, and I've heard this, that it's the same as, is somebody who does drugs. You know, when that person's like, out there in the streets trying to get their drugs. They'll do anything to get their drugs. You just replace that with a relationship. And that feeling is a telltale sign that you are in that love dependency space. Okay, another sign is tolerating unhealthy behavior. Now, I know a lot of people listening to this right now can relate to this. Staying in or returning to unhealthy or abusive relationships due to fear of being alone. I mean, that is... One of the most clear signs that you are struggling with love dependency. This is very common, especially nowadays when toxic relationships has somewhat been glamorized on social media to be kind of funny when there are a lot of people suffering with abusive relationships. And again, abuse doesn't always look like someone's physically hurting you. That emotional mental abuse is a real thing. And when it sneaks up on you in this insidious way, you don't even know that is the worst kind. That is the worst kind. And I have definitely been here of thinking that challenge of this person's going to change. And another thing I want to highlight is when someone shows up to you really fast, love bombs, you puts all the things on you and you're thinking, oh, okay. And maybe even you kind of back away and then they switch it. And this unhealthy behavior just immediately ensues in, and I hate to use this word, but it is intoxicating the highs and the lows. And that's how you get in those really toxic patterns. And you're starting that journey of love dependency, because I think. For most people at your heart, you know when something's not working and you know, but you really cannot pull yourself out of it. Like I said earlier, very similar to a drug addict who cannot stop doing the drugs. It doesn't matter what your friends say. It doesn't matter what your family says. It doesn't matter what your people at work say. Why are you showing up late? It doesn't matter. It's like, that is the most important thing in your life. And I just like to take a moment to say, we're doing it. It's the first episode and I'm feeling so vulnerable, but I appreciate all of you listening and going on this journey with me because I think this is a really important topic. And I feel like a lot of people do struggle with this. And so I'm really glad to be putting this out here. Another sign of love dependency is difficulty setting boundaries. Can you set boundaries struggling to establish and maintain healthy boundaries? Nope. That to me is the same as neglecting self-care. Hey, tomorrow I'm going to go to my yoga class at 9 a.m. Well, we hung out the night before until 4 a.m. Now I'm not going to my yoga class at 9 a.m. Because I don't care. You know, that energy you have when you're so excited by a person and you're so intoxicated with a person, that can really take someone over and then all the plans you had all the things you wanted to do are out the window or if you're like hey i don't date people who do x and then that person does x and you're like okay well that's okay i mean we can we can try it again i already told them and and they just keep you know crossing your boundary they just keep crossing your boundary because they then learn that you aren't really committed to keeping your boundary and 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 the beautiful thing about boundaries that i'm learning is that when somebody Holds a boundary with me. At first, I feel a little bit like, okay, but you do respect that person. You respect them and you think to yourself, oh, okay, like this is what I need to do. But this is something I also really struggled with in relationships, difficulty setting those boundaries. Why is someone yelling at me? Why are they talking to me like this, hanging up in my face, cursing at me, name calling, all the things I wrote down I didn't want in a relationship, but that stuff showed up. And guess what? I tried to work it out. I tried I wanted to stay. I thought they were going to change all the things. And for me, and this is like a really little great note I want to put out there to people, do not take for granted getting entangled with someone. If you know you have a hard time letting people go, really stay vigilant and conscious of who are you attaching yourself to. This is something that took me a very long time to learn and it's something that I really think that is important. Think about who you are. Attaching yourself to another sign of love dependency is the emotional roller coaster. I kind of touched on this earlier, but the extreme highs and lows. Oh, the highs can be so high, and the lows are brutal. I remember feeling different lows in a relationship where I literally thought I was going to die. And if you know what I'm talking about, you probably have a pit in your stomach right now because you know what I'm talking about. That feeling where you wake up, you just had a bad fight with them. They said something, you said something. And what I would always do is try to replay it in my mind and I would internalize because it's always my fault. Drea, if you just didn't say x, if you just didn't do x, then this wouldn't have happened. And it's like if you're dating someone that's toxic and then you're the person who's showing up to the toxic situation to go on the roller coaster every day, you know, everybody learns how to treat each other and you both have to take responsibility for your part. But I know it's difficult. I know it's hard and it's really really hard to disentangle yourselves from these emotional highs and lows because it truly truly is addictive and we'll dive into some of that, you know, throughout our journey together. One of the other signs of love dependency is sacrificing your personal values, going against your true beliefs for your partner. And, you know, this is something that like, oh, I don't ever do this. I would never do that. I had a bunch of I would nevers that I crossed over a relationship that I was in for four years. And sometimes you don't even realize that it's happening. And then other times you really can call yourself out and think, wow, I am really crossing my boundaries here. And then that's when the self-esteem gets lower and lower and lower. And if you're already feeling bad about yourself, this relationship is just reinforcing all the things you feel about yourself and you don't deserve better. This is all you can get. You can change the person. And the narrative just keeps going in this pool of love dependency. So I really want to hone in on what these things mean and have you guys really think about them because love dependency really is not a joke. It's not a joke. It's real. Okay. A few more signs of love dependency, neglecting friendships and family. Huge one, like I said earlier with you guys, not going to events, not calling your friends and family, isolating yourself is huge. And this goes into neglecting friends and family because if you find that if you're not with them, you're just waiting for them, waiting for the next moment or you wanna make sure that you're free, you don't really wanna go hang out with someone because then maybe they're gonna call and then you have to leave the thing, love dependency, love addiction. You are in it, you are in it. And I get it. It's so hard. But when that feeling of isolation just starts to take you over, you really have to take a look at, you know, what is happening? What is this? And that is why we're going to be diving into all things love dependency and really looking at each of these things and what we can do to pull ourselves out. And I will be honest with you, this is a journey. This is something that is not easy and it's not for the faint of heart. But once you get that awareness, once you get that knowledge, you can start taking those first steps to get yourself out of these situations. And it, you know, look, honestly, for me, it's never been a perfect journey. It's just not going to be that. It's just not going to be that. But I think being aware of your patterns when they become harmful and they're interfering with your well being and ability to lead a balanced life, that's where we can start from. That is where we can start from. But I am so excited to go on this journey with you guys. And I really hope that you got something out of this video and make sure you guys click like subscribe and share this with all of your friends. I hope you learn something new about yourself and I'm excited to just do this with you guys.